Welcome to the Real Estate Play-By-Play. We are your hosts, Christy Martinelli, top-ranked realtor worldwide, and Danielle Obrantz, mortgage industry veteran. On and off the field of life, you need to know the plays to win the game. We are here to give you the play-by-play tools to reach your real estate goals. Whether you're a first-time home buyer, a seasoned investor, or just have a love for real estate, suit up. It's It's game game time. So welcome to the Real Estate Play-By-Play. I'm so excited. Me too, me too. <laughs> we have actually a great first show for you today on how to assemble your team. Yes. So I'm super excited for this podcast because I think that there's just such a need for information on how the entire real estate process goes. Yeah, absolutely. And it's super important um, when you get out there to make an offer or sell your house that you have your team assembled first. Yes. Right. And we were talking about this. You, you got to have the players all in place and you got to have the coaching and it's really important. So we're going to get into the details of how to do that. Yes. And then let's talk about just what this podcast is. Right. So this podcast is designed to be your play by play of real estate transactions in California. And we are your hosts. I am Danielle Olbrantz. I am a mortgage broker here in California at Clear to Close Brokers. And I'm Christy Martinelli. And I work for Cobble Banker Real Estate. And I mean, obviously, we talked earlier, but one of the important things is experience in this industry. And, um, you know, we've worked together, obviously, a bunch of times. But for our viewers, let's talk about our experience and our background and who we are and why we're qualified to run this show. Yep. And we've both been doing this a long time. I think for me, um, it's interesting that we're doing this podcast because we're combining sports and real estate. Um, And I think the theme of that is you are competitive in sports and you're fighting to win and you want to reach your goals. And it's the same thing with real estate. You know, we're both super competitive type A people (laughs) and we want to reach our real estate goals and help our clients reach our real estate goals. And so when we were collaborating, that's why this makes sense, right? Yes. So um, my background actually is I was a play-by-play announcer um, for St. Mary's College for the men's basketball team and color commentary for the um, St. Mary's football team. And I went on to work for Fox back east um, in the Midwest doing sports reporting. Um, Eventually came back home, came back here to California um, in 2000, let's see, 2003, 2004, and got into the real estate world. And I was started out in mortgages, actually being an account executive and doing sales, and then got my real estate license and been doing that ever since. And so this show is super exciting to me because I get to combine my love for sports with my love for real estate. And don't cut yourself short. You've pretty much dominated on the real estate side and quickly rose to being a very uh, top producer in in our area. Yep. Done millions and millions and millions of dollars in <laughs> transactions. Um, you know, they say you're lucky if you get one transaction done your first year. And I think I did like 12. Yeah. So yeah. we're hustlers. We're hustlers. Yes. yes. You got to hustle yes. on the fields and you got to hustle in real estate. Absolutely. I mean, that's what it takes. So I uh, got started right out of high school, really. My mom was in the industry. And so I got started in the mortgage business at 18 years old. A long time Not ago. Long a ago. long time ago. <laughs> Feels like over, over 23 years ago. Um And, you know, I just I quickly loved everything about the industry. And so I've done a little bit of everything in mortgage. Um, I've owned brokerages. I I opened my first brokerage at 24 years old. 
I've done kind of all of it. And um, so I own a brokerage now with my husband. And that is a perfect fit because you get kind of a two for one kind of thing, which is awesome. Um, And we've closed thousands and thousands of loans. So for me, it's all about like being creative and having the experience with different types of transactions. I think it's really hard in on the mortgage side. There's so much to learn. Mm-hmm. You know, experience definitely matters. And having thousands of transactions under my belt gives me a little bit of a leg up with our competition. Yeah, absolutely. And that's one of the reasons, I mean, Danielle and I have worked together so much over the years. And that's one of the things I love about her. Not only is she knowledgeable and super experienced, but she's very creative. And um, she is, again, I don't want to say, but competitive. And we're going to get it done. That's what it comes down to, you know, Um, fourth and one, and we're going to get it done. (laughs) We we have a running joke (laughs) at our office. I don't know if we've even told you. But when someone, you know, client or whatever calls us and they tell us that they're working with you, we say, well, you might as well just start packing now. Whatever it is, you're buying, you're selling, you might as well just start packing now because we know you will get it done. (laughs) Yep, we're both going to get it done. And um, I think also when you're playing sports, obviously you have coaches and we kind of look at ourselves as coaches, right? Absolutely. Um, Of this industry. And on both sides, there are buyers and there are sellers. And, you know, we both work with buyers and sellers. And actually a question I get a lot is, well, what is the difference between a realtor and a mortgage broker? Yeah. It's super common. Yeah. And um, just like in sports, there are different coaches, right? So in football, you have your offensive coordinator and your defensive coordinator, and maybe you're a quarterback coach. And in um, baseball, you have your pitching coach and you have the head coach. Well, it's the same exact thing in real estate, right? So we are both have the same goals. We both want our clients to do well, and we both want to win, but in different areas, we're helping our clients. Yes. Yes. And working together as a team to make sure that we accomplish all of those goals. Yep. Absolutely. So what does a mortgage broker do? That is a great question. There's a lot to it. But in short, um, you know, we help our clients find the money that they need to to purchase a property, um, or if somebody's selling, obviously we help them in getting the financing for their next move. So that's kind of the short of it there. Well, this is a whole nother topic that we'll approach on another episode, but there are different types of mortgage brokers, mortgage lenders, loan officers, banks, all those kind of things. We'll get into that um, in a different in a different episode. But we are a mortgage broker, which means that we work for our clients and we help them to find the best financing options to meet their needs. So when a buyer, for example, reaches out to me and says, I want to buy a home, one of my first questions is, are you pre-approved? Yes. And if they say no, then I say, okay, well, let me introduce you to Danielle. <laughs> yes, yes. And it's so important to be, as a buyer, pre-approved. Yes. And it's crazy because we get those calls, too, from people who say, you know what? I- I'll get pre-approved once I find the right house, right? And right. and that's a very common misconception, I think, because it's really important, you know, just like in any sports game, that you want to go in knowing you know, what your play is going to be. And so when somebody comes to us to get pre-approved, we go through really everything. We get a full detailed loan application. We gather all of their information about employment and assets and income and all those kind of things. We run credit reports and then we underwrite their file and collect all of their documentation. So I know that there are lenders who will issue pre-approval letters without collecting everything. They'll just go based on, you know, what somebody puts in their application. We don't operate that way. I like to be a little bit 
more thorough. I think it's really important that we uncover any potential challenges up front. Right. So we gather everything, we fully underwrite everything, and then we put them in the best loan program that they qualify for. Right. And I think as a coach, if you're going to play, um, you know, a team coming up this weekend, you're preparing, you know, you're 100%. getting set, you're figuring out which players are going to start, which players are off the bench, um, you know, what plays you're going to run. And that's kind of the similar thing with us. You know, yes. we're getting our clients ready to make an offer to right. play in that game. Um, so it's super important to prepare before our clients even write that offer. Um, I know as a realtor, it helps me out knowing if somebody's approved and how much are they approved for, right? Because um, if we're showing them homes, they might think that they're approved for way less than what they could be. Yes, And they want this, that, and the other. And we're looking at homes that don't have those things because they think they're only approved for, let's say a million when it's actually a million five. Right. Right. Um, so you're really doing yourself a disservice if you don't know what you're approved for. And I feel like uh, what you're approved for might be different than what you actually feel like spending yes. your mortgage yes. payment every month. Right. But a mortgage broker can help you with that. They can tell you exactly if you have a budget and say, listen, I only want to spend 4000 a month, then they can tell you, okay, then this is the purchase price you should be in with this down payment. Right, right. And so we work one of two ways, right? We either can tell somebody what their max um, you know, approval is or what they can do. Or we can work backwards and and work with their budget in mind. And so for every customer that we get pre-approved, we prepare a custom website illustration that shows them exactly what to expect. We want them to know ahead of time, you know, what their monthly payment is going to look like, what their closing costs are going to look like, what their, you know, cash to close is going to look like. There's so many things that are important for them to know ahead of time so that they can budget because they want to be able to go out and look at homes and know what their range is. They want to know what their budget's going to look like. And right. so oftentimes we will work with clients well ahead of schedule. So even if somebody is not, you know, ready to buy today, sometimes it's a year in advance that we work with somebody to make sure that they know what's possible. And obviously we update it as the market changes and things like that. And we provide weekly updates on rate information and all those kind of things. But it's really important that you walk in with information. Right. And then once they get pre-approved, um, it's easier for them to work with the realtor, even as Danielle brought up, if they're not ready to buy right now, but maybe they want to get used to the market and get their feet wet and see what's going on with the market. I can start sending them properties and show them what's out there and give them a market update every month. Um, so it's super important to be pre-approved when you're getting started and you're working with a buyer. Um, and then, yeah, and then I could take it from there. And if, you know, we end up making an offer on a property and we need to audible and change things up a little bit, <laughs> we can, right? Yes. <laughs> that's what it's Absolutely. about. <laughs> and that's what this game is all about, right? It's being, you know, quick on your feet and quick to come up with, you know, other options if our first plan doesn't work as, you know, as expected. Yeah. And then, you know, the other question I get is... Um, do sellers ever work with mortgage brokers? Yes. I, that's actually another really common misconception is that, you know, while I'm selling my property, I don't, I don't need to talk to a mortgage broker until I'm ready to buy. 
And it's the same thing. You know, why would you want to put your house up for sale and sell the property that you're living in or even an investment property without knowing what your game plan is? Right. And so it's working backwards, you know, making sure that they can accomplish what that next step looks like. Even if it's not, you know, an out of area or something like that, we can still help. We work with a huge network of brokers across the country. And so if somebody's relocating or whatever, we want to make sure that they have a plan. Yep. And then obviously from a realtor's perspective, if somebody is thinking about selling and we brought this up earlier, you know, even if you're thinking about selling three, six, nine months down the line, it's okay to reach out to a mortgage broker. It's okay to reach out to your realtor ahead of time. Um, I actually prefer it, right? Because we can go into the house. I can tell you, listen, this is what the market is right now. This is what your house is worth right now. And here's a list of things that we should do. And um, when preparing your house for the market, um, we're going to make sure that you spend cents to make dollars. You don't want the the other way around. You don't want to spend dollars to make sense. And so that's where like a realtor comes into play and can educate you on what to do and tell you what not to do and what makes sense and, um, you know, come up with a good game plan so that you, when you're it's game time, um, you're ready to go yeah. and um, you're going to reach your real estate goals. And I get that a lot from customers that, you know, they think that they are wasting our time if they're not ready. And, you know, any good real estate agent or mortgage broker or lender of any sort will absolutely tell you that you are never wasting their time. Coming up with strategy is probably the most important thing in this business. Right. So from a game time perspective, um, the players on the field are obviously going to be the buy side and the seller side. I think the main difference, though, is that in a baseball game or a football game or a soccer game, you know, there's only one winner. (laughs) Yes, it's us. (laughs) In the real estate industry, uh, we like to think that um, the buyers and the sellers are both winning, right? Yes. Like our goal is to That's make sure- That's definitely the best outcome is that everybody's happy at the end of the day. <laughs> Everyone's happy. Yes. And so, you know, in assembling your team to yeah. get ready for a game, um, you have your realtor and you have your mortgage broker, yeah. um, but there's other, there's other players that you can actually prepare to get ready for your team. Yep. Yep. Now, do you generally recommend, I mean, so like inspectors is something that we get asked all the time. And on the mortgage side, we don't really deal with the home inspection side of things. Is that something that you recommend, you know, that a buyer or a seller do early in the process? Yeah. So getting your home inspected, if you're going to sell your house is a good idea. Um, because then we could deal with any issues that arise ahead of time. It's right. way easier to deal with stuff ahead of time and know um, where to price your house and what to deal with as opposed to being an, in escrow. And yeah. then, oh no, we have termites and we have to tent the house. You know, you never want to find that out while you're in escrow. Surprises are not good. <laughs> so on the selling side, yes. In most cases, we're going to always recommend that you do a home and pest inspection. Those are the most common inspections now. Obviously, we're from Northern California, and depending on the area, it's going to be different. But up here, home and pest inspections, um, another one that um, is common and gets done about 50% of the time is a sewer lateral inspection. Mm. Um, And then from there, you can do other inspections, roof inspections, fireplace inspections, and your realtor can help you and guide you to say, okay, you know, let's hire this person, let's hire that person. Um, On the buying side, it's a little different. Nowadays, if the sellers are doing the inspection, um, then you have to decide if you want to go in and do your own inspections. 
Um, mm. And that's going to depend on the market, right. whether it's a buyer's market, seller's market. Right, right. <laughs> Coming off of a couple, the last couple of years and it being a total seller's market and a little bit of an anomaly, um, buyers didn't really have the luxury of yes. getting their own inspections done when there were already inspections. However, nowadays, now that we're in a little bit more of a normal market, it's definitely a conversation that you should have with your realtor as a buyer if you should be getting inspections and which ones you should get because inspectors are definitely a part of your team. Yes. You need to have that team assembled and inspectors should be on it. A hundred percent. And so one of the questions that I get often is, you know, why do I need an appraisal if I'm getting a home inspection, right? And I think that that's another, so many common misconceptions in the, the real estate world. But, um, you know, so do you recommend the, the appraisal? Do I recommend the appraisal? Like how does the appraisal process work? And at what point do we get that done? So a lot of um, times I'll get the question, should I get an appraisal as a seller to see what my house is worth? And right. the answer is no, absolutely not. <laughs> um, no offense to any appraisers out there, but appraisals are different. Appraisal value is different than the market value. Like yes. way different. Way different. And a realtor yes. can help you with the market value. Um, if you're getting a loan though, the lender is going to require an appraiser. Yes. Yes. And so that's something that um, your mortgage broker will generally handle. And you can't just pick any appraiser off the street. There's a process. It's all regulated by law nowadays. And so we have to select an appraiser from a specific company that's, you know, approved by the lender and all those kind of things. These days we can get appraisals pretty quick. And so it hasn't been a big concern. Um, And then every now and then we get what's called an appraisal waiver where the lender runs things through like an automated evaluation system and determines that an appraisal, a physical appraisal of somebody going out to the property is not necessary. More like a desktop appraisal. Kind of. You can kind of look at it. Yeah. It's just like an automated thing. And it just determines that there's enough, you know, data out there to support the value of the property. And so we can get appraisal waivers, which saves a little bit of money, right? Because you're not paying for an appraisal cost, saves a little bit of time. Correct. And as the buyer, um, I get the question, do I need to be out there for the appraisal when it takes place? No, you don't. But as a realtor, I'm going to be out there and I'm going to be giving the appraiser the comps to support our our value, obviously, because we want to make sure that the appraisal comes in at value because a lender is going to lend on the appraised value, not the purchase price. Right. And that's why an appraisal is important when getting, you know, obviously a loan. Yes, 100%, 100%. So we have our appraisers on our team. We have our inspectors on our team. We have obviously buyers and sellers. Who else do we have on our team? So we need title and escrow. Hmm. And we get this a lot. What is the difference between title and escrow? <laughs> yes, yes. Well, in Northern California, we kind of blend those together. But in other areas, well, some states don't even use title and escrow. They use right. attorneys and things right. like that. But in California, which is obviously where we're focused, um, it tends to be kind of the same. But the title company's job is to run like um, a record search, essentially. You know, they're checking to make sure what liens are on the property and who owns the property. And then you're buying a title policy to make sure that you are protected, that you really will own the house at the end of the day. And that's important. That is important. That's probably the most important thing. (laughs) And that obviously any liens of the sellers has been paid off. Mortgages, tax liens, any kind of liens of any sort. So all of that stuff is done by the title department. The escrow department is really there to um, handle the money. So they are kind of the bridge between the buyer and the seller. So they collect money from the buyer. They collect money from the lender. 
they put everything together and they make sure that the contract is upheld and then record the deed with the county, which is like the final step and what makes it official. Yep. And um, up here in Northern California, um, I get the question, who who picks the escrow company? And, yeah. and up here, it's, you know, a lot of the times these sellers will open up a pre-escrow with a company that the realtor is familiar with and has a relationship with and trusts and has lower fees. Um, and as a buyer... Up here, most of the time, the buyer is paying the closing costs. Yeah. So the buyer, at the end of the day, should be able to pick who their escrow company is. Right. Because they're paying the fees. That's part of the closing costs. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think it's important to note that, you know, title and escrow fees are fairly regulated. Um, they're done by the Department of Insurance. And so there's not a huge variation between companies. And so what I tell our customers is that generally... You know, if your real estate agent or your mortgage broker or anyone involved in the transaction has a solid relationship with an escrow officer, it's more important that you get you pick the right people rather than trying to, like, shop amongst all of the companies because they're all pretty standard in terms of costs. Yeah, I would agree. So we have our appraiser, our inspectors, um, our escrow title company. The buyers and the sellers, I would say one other one is um, insurance. Insurance companies um, sometimes get left off, um, but insurance is super important right now. And in order to get a mortgage, you have to have insurance. And up here at Northern California, you know, we have different types of insurance. You got the flood insurance, you got the fire insurances, and what company's going to cover what. At what, um, when in the process does this come up? Because I know you deal with this a little bit more, the buyers. For sure. So um, on our transactions, literally day one of the contract, that is our first homework assignment for our buyers. We tell them to start shopping fire insurance immediately. Um, we want to know, one, what those costs are going to look like, because it's important that, you know, as you're going through the transaction, you know exactly what all of your costs are going to look like. But two, you want to make sure that the property is insurable. You want to make sure that there's not going to be flood insurance requirements. You want to decide if you want earthquake insurance. There's definitely all kinds of different insurance. And so we have our recommendations for people that we trust. Same thing. They can pick anyone they want. They're free to use any insurance company. What we have found is that, generally speaking, a local agent on the ground is going to be their best option. Mm. You know, when you call an 800 number for really any service, you're dealing with somebody who may not be familiar with the area. They may not be familiar with, you know, what it costs to rebuild a house. We're in a bubble here in Northern California and construction costs can be high and you want to make sure that you're properly insured. The Santa Rosa fires, you know, five, six years ago really showed us the devastation that it can occur when you're underinsured and people didn't didn't have enough insurance to rebuild their homes. And I think that's an important point to make that you want to stay localized, right? Um, it's super important that in your area, you're finding your local expert, whether it's a mortgage broker or a realtor, or like you said, an insurance company, yeah. somebody that knows your area. Now, Um, That's not to say that if you're going somewhere else, you're moving somewhere else, that your realtor or mortgage broker can't help you because they can. Because we give referrals all the time Uh, to other top agents um, in those areas. Mortgage brokers, you give referrals all the time. But when you're assembling your team, make sure that your team is local and that they know the market and they have knowledge of the market because that's going to go a long way. Yeah. Knowledge and experience, right? I mean, unfortunately... 
experience just really, really matters in this industry. And so you want to you want to look up the stats of the person that you're dealing with. You want to make sure that they've closed deals. You want to make sure that their clients have had good experiences. And so, you know, where can people turn for those kind of reviews and credibility to make sure that their clients are, you know, dealing with somebody that's that's reputable? Right, exactly. Right? And I think like, you know, well, you're going to play the Super Bowl. We they look at stats. They look at who's been to the Super Bowl before. Right. You know, what quarterback has played in Super Bowls and how many have they played in? You know, it yeah. makes a difference if you have a Tom Brady who's played in multiple Super Bowls right. versus somebody else who's coming up new and naive and not knowing how to handle that pressure. Because when it is game time and the game is on the line, you want somebody who has been there, who has done that, who can keep their composure, who can keep you calm. Yes. Because it is an emotional it is an emotional situation. There are a lot of emotions when you're buying a house, when yeah. you're selling a house, um, when you're playing in a high stake game and the game is on the line. It's, it's a lot of emotions and you want somebody who's going to keep you calm, who's been there before and who can get you through to the end to reach your goals. Yes, definitely. You wouldn't throw a rookie into to the Super Bowl on their first game, even if they're nice, right? You can <laughs> love the person as much as you want, but you want somebody who's got the experience and that's just, you know. That's that's how business works, right? At right. the end of the day, real estate is a business transaction of holding everything together. Yep, exactly. So I think we've done a good job today of giving you guys, informing you guys of who it is that you want on your team, who you need on your team before you get in the game. Yep, 100%. So next episode, we'll, we'll dive even further into next steps. Yep. And what happens when you actually get in the game or you're going to make an offer? We will dive into that next episode. So thank you very much yeah. for joining us today. Absolutely. And for assembling our team. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> the Real Estate Play-by-Play. Thank you so much for listening. If you've enjoyed this play-by-play, we would love it if you would leave us a rating and review on your podcast app, or please share with a friend or colleague. For more information, helpful tips, and real estate strategies, please visit us online at www.therealestateplaybyplay.com, where you can also connect with us on social platforms and sign up for our newsletter. Get Get in the game. game!